<clears throat> Good morning, Pamela. How are you? Pastor Jay here. Thank you for joining me today. We are in John. Can you believe it? Dear Lord, that's fantastic. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you that you came, Lord, and you died for us, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you died for us. Lord, we thank you. You loved us so much. Ah, you loved us so much, Lord, that you gave your life for us. Lord, we thank you for your broken body. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for your pierced hands. Lord, wash us clean today. Lord, I pray that you would just wash us. Wash me, Lord. I ask for your forgiveness. Lord, that you would forgive me of every sin of omission, every sin of commission. Lord, I repent, Lord, from everything that I might have done or thought or said. Lord, that is contrary to your will, contrary to your commandments, and contrary to what hurts you, Lord. I just pray now, God, that you would just cause me to turn around. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your power. Lord, and I repent today. I repent of every sin, Lord, of everything that hurts your heart, that hurts you, Jesus. And it said that he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me, Lord. We thank you for your body and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us take the symbol of his broken body together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he said in the same way he took the cup and he blessed it. And he said, this is the blood of my new covenant. This represents my blood. And he said, it is for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world. He said, do this in remembrance of me, Lord. We thank you for your blood. We thank you, Lord, that it cleanses and it washes. Lord, that it's because of, the blood, of your blood that we have access to you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, let us go ahead and take the symbol of his sacrifice together. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, here we go. We're going to begin today. We are in John, and we are going to get through, uh, hopefully, John 3 today. Let us read the word together. John 1, of course, always in the Amplify, the deity of Jesus Christ. In the beginning before all time was the word Christ, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was a life and the power of the power to bestow life. Pardon me, and the life was the light of men, and the the light shines on in darkness, <clears throat> and the darkness did not understand it, or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it, and it is uh, unreceptive to it. The witness of John the Baptist. There came a man commissioned and sent from God, whose name was John. This man came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe in Christ, the light through him. John was not the light, but became, but came to testify about the light. You know, the light is capitalized. There it was, the true light, the genuine, perfect, steadfast light, which coming into the world enlightens everyone. He, Christ, was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Isn't that a powerful statement right there? And though the world was made through him, 
the world did not recognize him. I was going to highlight it, and I'm going to send that to me too. Jesus, I'm sorry, you got to let me, just give me a second here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this, I'm going to send this to me. Dear Lord Jesus, that is powerful. Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't get past that. <clears throat> he came to that which was his own, that which belonged to him, his world, his creation, his possession, and those who were his own people, the Jewish nation, did not receive and welcome him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. See, that's the key there. But to as many as did receive him and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is to those who believe that is to those who believe and adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name, who were born not of blood, natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of the natural father, but of God. That is a divine, supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. I'm highlighting all of that. I have never, I just don't remember reading that in this version, and it, it just, it just flung out in my face right now. Jesus. <clears throat> the Word made flesh, and the Word, Christ, became flesh and lived among us, and we actually saw His glory, glory as as belongs to the one and only begotten Son of the Father, the Son who is truly unique, the only one of His kind, who is full of grace and truth, absolutely free of deception. John testified repeatedly about Him and has cried out, testifying officially of the record for the record with validity and relevance this was he whom i said he who comes after me has a higher rank than i and has priority over me and for he existed before me for out of his fullness the superabundance of his grace and truth we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. For the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God and truth came through Jesus Christ. Not one has seen God and his essence, his divine nature at any time. The one, the one and only begotten God that is the unique son who is in the intimate presence of the Father, he has explained him and interpreted and revealed the awesome wonder of the Father. Listen, remember when the disciples asked him, this just, this just literally just blew up in my spirit. Remember when Moses said, I want to see your glory. The Lord says, you can't handle my glory. And Moses said, I want to see your glory. He goes, okay, I'll give you what you want, but you can only see me if you turn your back to me and I will walk in front of, I will walk past you with my back to you. And you can open your eyes and you can see the glory. Listen, his disciples said, Lord, show us the Father. Uh, you know, teacher, master, show us the Father. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus, they walked with him. Mm. Yet they couldn't believe he could feed another 4,000 people after he fed 5,000 people. My God. Listen. The testimony of John. This is the testimony of John. Lord, don't let me be that way. I didn't say that in a judgmental way. I said, Lord, don't ever let me be that way. Don't let me be that way. Don't let me ever be unbelieving. Not lack of faith. Let us always, let me always have faith. Let me always believe. Believe without any unbelief. The testimony of John. This is the testimony of John the Baptist. <clears throat> 
Oh, wait, did I go for it? Nope. Uh, this is the testimony of John the Baptist. And when the Jews sent priests and Levites to him from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he confessed truthfully, I did not deny that he was only a man, but acknowledged, I am not the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. They asked him, what then are you? What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a, the promised prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Tell us so that we may be given answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one shouting in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are not the Christ, or nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize only in water, because among you there stands one whom you do not recognize, of whom you know nothing. It is he, the preeminent one, one I mean, who comes after me, the straps of those sandals I am not worthy to untie, even as his slave. These things occurred in Bethany across the Jordan at the Jordan River crossing where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and look and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away <coughs> the sin of the world. This is he on, on behalf of whom I, I said, after me comes a man who has a higher ranking than I and has priority over me. For he existed before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I came baptizing in the water in water so that he would be publicly revealed to Israel. John gave further evidence testifying officially of the record with validity and relevance, saying, I have seen the Spirit descend as a dove out of heaven, and he remained upon him. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descend and remain. This one is he and you, who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I myself have actually seen that happen. And my testimony is that this is the Son of God, Jesus, public ministry, first converts. Again, the next day, John was standing with, the, with his two disciples, with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked along and said, Look, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard this and they, uh, him say this, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following him and asked them, What do you want? They answered him, Rabbi, which translation, which translated teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went with him and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who had heard that what John said, and as a result followed Jesus, was Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother. He, he first looked for and found his own brother, Simon, and told him, "We have found the Messiah," which translated means the Christ. Translated means the Christ. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, "You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas," which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go into Galilee, and he found Philip, and said to him, "Follow me as my disciple, accepting me as your master and teacher, and walking the same path of life that I walk." Now, Philip was from Beth Bethsaida. The city of Andrew and Peter, Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses in one Moses in the law, and also the prophets wrote about Jesus from Nazareth. The son of Joseph, according to public record, Nathanael, answered him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip replied, 
come and see jesus saw nathanael coming toward him and he said here is the israel is an israelite indeed a true descendant of jacob in whom there is no guile or deceit nor duplicity nathanael said to jesus how do you know these things about me jesus answered before Philip called you, when you were still under your fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered, Rabbi, teacher, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus replied, Because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you not believe in me? You see the greater you will see greater things than this. Then he said to him, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God descending and ascending and descending on the Son of Man, the bridge between heaven and earth. Jesus. Miracles at Canaan. That was only chapter one, my God. On the third day, there was a wedding at Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. <clears throat> when the wine was all gone, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no more wine. Jesus said to her, dear woman, what is that you, what is that to you and to me? My time to act and to be revealed has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says you to, says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification ceremonial washing, containing 20 or 30 gallons each. Jesus said to the servants, fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim. Then he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter <clears throat> of the banquet. So they took it to him. And when the head waiter tasted the water, which had turned into wine, not knowing where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water new, and he called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone else serves his best wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then he serves that which is not so good. But you have kept back the good wine until now. This the first of his signs, attesting miracles Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, displaying his deity and his great power openly. <clears throat> in it, and his disciples believed confidently in him as the Messiah. They adhered to, trusted in, and relied on him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there a few days. Isn't that something right there? After the first miracle, all his family was with him. First Passover, cleansing the temple. Now the Passover of the Jews was approaching, so Jesus went up to Jerusalem and in the temple. And in the temple enclosure, he found people who were selling oxen, and sheep and doves and the money changers sitting at their tables. He made a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and he scattered the coins of the money changers and turned their tables. And then, then to those who sold the doves, he said, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of commerce. His disciples remembered that it is written in the scriptures, zeal, love, concern for your house and its honor will consume me. Then the Jew the Jews retorted, what sign, a testing miracle, <laughs> can you show us as proof of your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple in three days and I will raise it up. Then Jesus, the Jews replied, it took 46 years to build this temple and you will raise it up in three days. Do we have, we have to realize Jesus always spoke about the things of the spirit and never about the things of the natural. That is why when he died, the temple was destroyed. The spiritual significance and necessity and use of the spiritual temple was destroyed because the, 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 the veil was rent in two and he raised it in three days because when he rose, we then became the temple. Jesus, 
Oh my gosh. But he was speaking to the temple, which was his body. So when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered what he had said, and they believed and trusted in and relied on the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name, identifying themselves with him. After seeing his signs, attesting miracles, which he was doing, but Jesus, for his part, did not entrust themselves to himself to them, because he knew all people and understood the superficiality and fickleness of human nature, and he did not need anyone to testify concerning man and human nature, for he himself knew what was in man in their hearts and in the very core of their being the new birth. Now here was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, member of the Sanhedrin, among the Jews, who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, teacher, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs, these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, I assure you and solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He could not enter his mother's womb a second time and be born, can he? Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That is why we are spirit people. Do not be surprised that I have told you, you must be born again, reborn from above spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be possible? Pardon me. Jesus replied, you are the great and well-known teacher of Israel, and yet you do not know nor understand these things from Scripture. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, we speak only of what we absolutely know and testify about what we have actually seen as eyewitnesses, and still you reject our evidence and you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things, that is things that that happened right here on the earth and you do not believe, how will you believe and trust me if you, if I tell you heavenly things? No one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the son of man himself, whose home is in heaven, just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert on a pole. So the son of man must be lifted up on the cross so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life after physical death he will actually live forever for god so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish but have eternal life for god did not send the son into the world to judge and condemn the world that is to initiate the final judgment of the world but that the world might be saved through him Whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal Savior and Lord is not judged for this one. There is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation, but the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, the one who can own, the one who can own alone can save him. This is the judgment that is the cause for indictment, the test by which people are judged, the basis for sentence. 
The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil, for every wrongdoer hates the light, and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it, for fear that his sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. But whoever practices truth and does what is right, morally, ethically, spiritually, comes to the light, so that his works may be plainly shown to be what they are accomplished in God, divinely prompted, done with God's help in, in independence on him. John's last testimony. After these things, Jesus and his disciples went into the land of Judea, and there he spent time with the, and baptized him, and baptized. Now John was also baptizing Aenon near Salim, because there was an abundance of water there, and the people were coming and were being baptized, for John had not yet been thrown into prison. Therefore, there arose controversy between John's disciples and a Jew in regarding to purification, ceremonial, ceremonial washing. Pardon me. So they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, teacher, the man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan at, that, at the Jordan River crossing, and to whom you have testified, look, he is baptizing too, and everyone is going to him. John replied, a man can receive nothing he can claim nothing at all unless he has been granted to him from heaven, for there is no other source than the sovereign will of God. You yourselves are my witnesses that I stated, I am not the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, but I have only been sent ahead of him as his appointed forerunner and messenger to announce and proclaim his coming. He who has the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom who stands by and listens to him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice for his pleasure and joy of mine is now complete he must increase in prominence that i must decrease he who comes from heaven above is above all others he he is he who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks about things of the earth, his viewpoint and experience are earthly. He who comes from heaven is above all. What he has actually seen and heard of that he testifies, yet no one accepts his testimony as true. Whoever receives his testimony has set his seal of approval to this. God is true, and he knows that God cannot lie. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, proclaiming the Father's own message, for God gives the gift of the Spirit without measure, generously and boundlessly. The Father loves the Son and has given and entrusted all things into His hand. He who believes and trusts in the Son and accepts Him as Savior has eternal life that is already possessed it. But he who does not believe the Son and chooses to reject Him, disobeying Him and denying Him as Savior, will not see eternal life, but instead the wrath of God hangs over him continually. Wow! Oh my goodness, I love John 1, 2, and 3. Let us go over our uh, our scriptures for the 100. Here we go. Our first one is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, that which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then John 15, 7, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you desire, or ask what you will, and it shall be done for you or unto you. John 15, 7. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your word. Lord, right now we put on the whole armor of God. We put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, Lord, the gospel. We shot our feet with the gospel of your peace. We put on our helmet of salvation. We take our shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, Lord, and we ask now that you would cause us today to walk in your word, 
to walk in you, Holy Spirit, and to walk in faith. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I love you. And we'll see some of you on Sunday at 1130. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss service. We have had powerful services. And we had a powerful time in the movie theater at watching come out in Jesus' name. People being delivered right in the theater. So don't miss Sunday at 1130 at the river. <clears throat> I love you. And I'll see you on Monday. I think for the full 180.